Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. Xavier Rose. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Celebrating five years, uh, as we did earlier this week, Ryan Cook, uh, as he took the helm of his old flagship show there, the Sportscast Radio. Um, a lot of the same topics to talk. It's been a busy week uh, for for Manfred and the crew. Um, still talking a lot of Astros, a lot of the players, giving some great sound bites uh, um, coming into spring training here. Um, certainly some ruffled feathers. Uh, maybe we'll kind of debate the the pros and cons or, or how this maybe should have been tackled more, uh, given some of the talks of player-based immunities and uh, and the like. Uh, let's see, we do got my co-host on tonight. Elijah seems to be with us. Elijah, 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 how you doing, sir? Who's Elijah? Who's Elijah? Just kidding, what's up? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? We're uh, we're obviously getting in here. Uh, you know, we celebrated that fifth birthday this week. Um, I made a brief appearance on the show when Ryan took over. Um, I was just saying we're rehashing a couple extra topics and, um, and definitely giving some of the new quotes and quotables that have came in out. Uh, I think it's worth uh, worth discussing. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to kick it off with the, uh, the Astros as far as things goes. Are you tired of hearing about the Astros yet? Yes. Just because it's off season. I'm not really paying attention to much baseball. So, I mean, like I haven't heard a lot, but I am getting sick of everyone. I am getting sick of all baseball talk being about the Astros yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely become that way. Obviously, uh, as, as much as we like to say it's off-season, you know, teams are reporting to uh, spring training now. Yeah, I mean, um, like, spring training's, like, coming up and stuff, and there's a lot of other stuff that they could be kind of talking about to prep for the season, but they're still talking about the Astros. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, one of the things people should be talking about is Shohei Otani's arms because they're about the size of uh, my abdomen. Um and uh, and that's that's where I got to say that um, dude's huge right now. And I'll probably send something stupid through the group chat. And maybe uh, I don't know if anybody realized, but actually, I actually even tweeted tonight uh, in preparation for this show. Um, it's uh, it's, uh, you know, fifth year, maybe maybe time we actually get it, uh, get it under the belt rightly uh, as far as my efforts going. Um, yeah, you know, lots of quotes this week. Uh, I mean, even by. Um, I mean, even outside of the sport, uh, people are starting to weigh in. Uh, LeBron James gave a take um, uh, as far as Rob Manfred's handling of the entire scandal so far. And, um, and I mean, you know, that being said, he's saying it's, it's uh, fixed. Uh, or not fixed, but he needs to be fixed. Uh, the quote he gave on Twitter was, listen, I don't, uh, I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. 
and I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I'd be effing irate. Uh, I mean, like, uncontrolled about what I would, would slash could do, he wrote on Twitter. Uh, listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speak up today uh, about how you, how disgusted, mad, hurt, broken, etc., etc. about this. Literally, the ball is in your court, or should I say field. You need to fix this for the sake of sports. Hashtag just my thoughts coming from a sports junkie, regardless of my own sport I play. Um, LeBron giving his thoughts uh, on top of, um, well, I don't know. Let's see. We got uh, Yankee slugger Aaron Judge. Um, you know, as far as the 2017 title, he says, you know, you cheated. You didn't earn it. Um, let's see. You got uh, what? You got Mike Trout coming out. Uh, I don't know if you heard. He's a pretty good player. He's, a, I think, he's a three-time MVP already. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, it's sad. He said it's sad for baseball. It's tough. They cheated. I don't agree with the punishments. Uh, players not getting anything. It was two player-driven. Thi- it was a player-driven thing. It sucks too because guys' careers have been affected. A lot of people lost jobs. It was tough. Me going up to the plate and knowing what was coming, it'd be pretty fun up there. Now. Could you imagine a guy like him knowing what's coming? Ah, man, I don't like that would be that would be terrible. That would be like the worst feeling in the world. Oh yeah, like, like, like oh yeah, like Mike Trout. Uh, there, there was a great tweet that followed that up, um, and it was something along the lines of, uh, let's. Somebody said, uh, shout us to Voice of D, Dylan McElmore on Twitter said, if Mike, True, Mike Trout knew what pitch was coming, he would hit. He would be hitting uh, 800 with 200 home runs, and the Angels oh, would that. finish. Heard, the Angels would finish 80 and 82. <laughs> I, I heard. I, yeah, that's true. And I heard that wrong. Um, but so, like, if you if you notice some of the the games. Like remember, remember one of the one of Altuve's at bats when he like almost hit like home runs on like three consecutive pitches and they were like foul balls. Yeah. And then on the like fourth or fifth pitch, he crushes one like just hits an absolute dong home run and you're like, like I can't like I didn't cross my mind that he was cheating. But do you remember that at bat? I I, I feel like I do. I feel like I do. And it was a pretty pretty big like at bat too. Like I think they really need the runs or it was it was something. But I mean I would think I was over at Ryan Cook's house watching it, and like I said, like he's just hitting these like almost like home runs. They're like just going foul, and then all of a sudden the at bat he just like crushes one, and you're like, man, now you think about it, you're like you're like he had to know had to have known what pitches were coming, like oh, now yeah. after. After you see that at bat, like to be like that dialed in, to be that yeah. dialed in is just ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, you know, and I might like, have been exaggerating a little bit, but I swear it, it was at least like two, two. Like, he hit at least like two, two like home runs, but they were just foul, and then like he ended up hitting one later on at that at bat. But you're just like, wow, like I. Kind of explains a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's pre- it's pretty absurd. 
Um, some interesting other quotes that came out, obviously, after uh, Manfred said, uh, you know, uh, in regards to, uh, you know, taking away the title, um, I believe he called it a, um, a piece of metal. Um, and then he later uh, walked that comment back, um, certainly given, uh, you know, uh, Justin Turner's comments about it. Uh, he's definitely being upset with the commissioner. Um, there's been some interesting back and forth in regards to um, where the immunity came from. Um, for these players. Um, also, uh, shout out to Ryan. Apparently, it was the uh, Game 5 win, uh, and it was when Kershaw had a 4-0. Uh, it was the 13-12 uh, game. Uh, yeah, it was a seven-pitch at bat. Pretty amazing. Um, but uh, it's a... So the, the immunity thing. So when it comes down to it, obviously, uh, he said that he went to the union and they demanded uh, immunity. However, the union is saying that uh, he came with the immunity prior to. Um, so a lot of little finger pointing there. Um, and then him saying that he didn't want to have to deal with the, the, the players union um, and now actually placing the blame on them, you know, for the players that are mad. You know, if you want to be mad, blame the guys that are backing you, blame the players union. Um, Interesting note coming up here, obviously, uh, this 2020 season is actually uh, one of the last ones we'll have before the next collective bargaining agreement, which will last until December 1st of 2021. So, you know, we got uh, we got roughly a season and a half or rather. um, uh, Yeah, yeah, rather a full season. And then, uh, you know, the S is going to hit the proverbial S in regard to some of these uh, one, the contracts some of these players are receiving, you know, they want to possibly avoid. Uh, maybe some arbitrations for um, to, um, you know, just the evolution of the sport as a whole and where it's going, especially with the high tech uh, cheating that we've seen with the, um, you know, potentially the buzzers and the Apple watches that the Boston Red Sox were using. Um, the Boston Red know, Sox? Did, what? Yeah, this, this was last year. Yeah, there was, there was a, they had a little, uh, and it was like a regular season sting. Um, and, and yeah, that's, I, so, and, and obviously, go figure. Cora is one of the uh, combining uh, efforts as far as the uh, uh, that uh, the, the teams goes. But um, but yeah, it, it's a situation where you're looking at this right now, and you can see the writing on the wall that Manfred is a owner's guy. You know that there's a reason why the owner uh, can make ridiculous uh, what uh, Crane can say. Uh, he doesn't feel that the baseball uh, uh, or that the that it affected the game. And then in the same quote, he says, uh, you know, oh, I never said that. Well, you just said it like it was ridiculous. I am. I'm definitely disappointed. I expressed it on the last uh, on the last the last episode. And I said uh, I said, you know, I'm I am honestly looking forward to seeing people play against these people, especially that first week, because I want to know who's going to plunk who. Um that's why, that's why uh, I'm going to, like, you're going to probably see a lot of the Astros playing players wearing, like, elbow guards, and, like, they're going to be all armored up and stuff because they're going to be, uh, people are going to be throwing at them. I can guarantee it. And I saw a funny meme, uh, like a video meme someone posted where it was uh, the scene in uh, Happy Gilmore when Adam Sandler's, like, all right, 365 more days till hockey camp. Got to get ready. <laughs> and he goes in the he goes in the batting cages and starts taking like 
taking balls like to the head and to the face and stuff. Like, and it's <laughs> the cap. The caption said, "Astros players getting ready for the season." So yeah, I thought that was uh, pretty yeah. funny. Let's see. Uh, fortunately, uh, yeah, the the clip that I was talking about, by the way, uh, is this here, right here. Here is what Jim Crane said exactly to your point. You know, our opinion is, um, you know, that this didn't impact the game. Um, we had a good team. Um, we won the World Series, and we'll leave it at that. And you then know, the reporter right after that said, did you just say it didn't impact the game? He goes, no, I didn't say that. And you think, here, here is here's that. Jim, when talking about the Yankees there, did you say you feel like this didn't impact the game? And what do you mean by that? I, I didn't say it didn't impact the game. Yes, Basically, you did. You know, as the commissioner said in his report, he's not going to go backwards. Um, it's hard to, to determine how it impacted the game, if it impacted the game, and that's where we're going to leave it. Uh, he's out of his mind, first of all. Uh, yeah, I, that is, I, I told Ryan, I said it was like, uh, it was like the, watching the, the, the back talk on that clip there, the original interview was like watching, uh, the Dave Chappelle, uh, you know, the, the, the Rick James cocaine is a hell of a drug, uh, sketch where he's like, <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. What am I doing? putting my feet on his couch for and then, like three minutes later, he's like, "So there I am with my feet on his couch." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I put, yeah, I put my feet on his couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know what's, uh, I don't know what's going on here, man. Like, I, I, again, it, it's really disappointing that, you know, again, arguably the best hitter in baseball can't be a Hall of Famer um, because he bet. Presumably on his own team, I believe is all, my understanding is all that you know what I mean. Like, yeah. yes, he bet on baseball. Yes, he denied he bet on baseball. But at the end of the day, stats, stats, uh, stats say he's the best hitter there was. Um, you know, he can't be in the hall. But these guys get to, to wander around and call themselves champions um, after after literally not conspiring to cheat the entire. The entire way. I mean, you know, they did it during. It sounds like they did it during regular season games. They definitely did it during playoff games, and they obviously did it during the championship. I, I again, it's been ad nauseum about talking about this stuff, but it's one of those things where, uh, do you think, even if they gave them a light suspension, you know, let's say, something like ten to fifteen, ten to fifteen games, you know what I mean? Uh, do you think? Do you think having a light suspension where people are like, ah, they should have suspended him for more would be better than um, not suspending at all? Or would you rather them not suspend at all than light suspend? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what's, what's, the, what's the right action there? Well, I, like, if they're going to suspend him, they need to, like, actually give him a suspension. Like, you can't go, you can't go light on this. Like, this is cheating to to win championships and this is like changing record books and changing history and you know you're basically cheated to get your piece of history and get your get your name in the record books and stuff and i i think i think the the punishment should be very uh i think they should throw the book at them because it's just it's not right it takes it takes the whole uh like just competitiveness and just what's the word I'm looking for like I'm, what I'm trying to say is that it, it takes the like 
not really the competitiveness, but the like. God, I can't even think of the word right now, Jordan. Or can't yeah. can't even think of. But uh, it like it, well, it 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 it's it's bad for the competitive spirit of the game, you know. So and, what's a bigger bigger problem then? It, would you say this is a bigger problem because obviously it's one side really getting over on the other? Or do you think the, 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 the steroid era was a bigger problem and, and the grand scope of everyone using them, you know, so to speak, we'll, we'll, we'll say that in my personal opinion, a, it was quote unquote This is fair, a much bigger right? problem. This is a much bigger problem. I mean, like steroids weren't even illegal for some of the, from the steroid era. Like they were illegal, like to use them by like the country's laws, but they weren't illegal in baseball for a while. And C-League, I felt like C-League, like, under the table or kind of like just, he was, I felt like he was encouraging these guys to to do them, like, wink, wink. You know what I mean? Because yeah. really, he didn't really do much about it at the time because baseball was so popular because of the guys who were taking steroids. So, no, I don't. Because you you also had like positional players using steroids, and you also had pitchers using steroids. So, like, I think this this is much worse than, than the steroid issue. Because another thing too with steroids is steroids don't don't affect your ability to like be able to to recognize pitches and to see pitches and to have a good like eye at the plate. And obviously, knowing what pitch is coming to you is going to help you hit the ball better than than any steroid could. I mean, you might hit the ball farther when you're on steroids, but like knowing what pitch is coming is pretty much it's it's an unbeatable tactic. I don't I don't know how you could beat a guy. Like when you know what pitches he's going to be throwing and what to wait for and what to sit on and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, just... it's it's absolutely ridiculous. I I agree. I do agree for for what it's worth. Um, you know, it, it, again, I, I I don't think until I think until that first week. You know what I mean? Until the first yeah. week when we start when we see you know the people armored up and people taking their hits because that's what's going. It's got to happen. If it doesn't, I'll be I'll be shocked. Um, you know, even even during honestly, I, I don't know if I don't know if it'll happen some of these spring training games or not. You know what I mean? Like that'll that'll be kind of yeah. interesting when those guys get their at bats. But, um, but uh, you know, it, it's a it's a thing. I mean, they open up against the Angels. You know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously, Mike Trout's already been outspoken. You know, does does he? Uh, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just uh, yeah, and that's March twenty sixth. I, mean, I mean, holy cow, man! That is an early, early kick to the season. Holy fuck! Yeah. Um, I mean, you take guys, you take guys like Barry Bonds. You know, he was on steroids, but he also had probably like one of the best eyes at the plate ever, and the steroids just allowed him to hit more home runs. He still was consistently. Like a, he was still MVP caliber without him. 
Yeah. Like he was he was always around he was always around three hundred or above for his batting average. And he was still hitting like twenty five, thirty home runs a year before he took steroids. And I mean the guy was just ridiculous. Or even even a guy like Rafael Palmero, he could hit the ball before steroids. The steroids just allowed him to hit more home runs. And I don't know, I'm kind of the steroids, in my mind, aren't going to make you a, a great baseball player. They'll allow you to hit more home runs, as you can see by, like, Sammy Sosa. Like, he was never a great average hitter, but once Sammy he got, got the steroids, too. He, was hitting, <laughs> he was hitting more home runs. But, yeah, this is much worse. To me, this is much worse than a bunch of players taking steroids. Because this is teams literally working together and, and, and cheating, like literally going out of their way to cheat, out of their – like. Uh, secret handshakes and buzzers and I mean it's just kind of ridiculous. I, I yeah yeah I, br- I but bring it on. I, I'm I'm I just I like I said I'm I I here's what I'll say as as a respectable human being. I hope nobody gets hurt, but I certainly hope they feel feel some sting at some baseballs on the side of their uh you know the side of the ribs there. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, want anybody to lose any games. Don't be throwing them at don't, their heads or anything. Don't throw but. it at their heads. But you know what? Hey, you know. Come on, gotta gotta pay the penance, right? Unwritten, unwritten rules. That's what baseball is all about. Unwritten rules. Uh, they they broke a technically an unwritten rule, and Manfred said there's going to be definitely uh, more uh, more writing and ba- official official banning of such um, uh, such such stuff going forward. But yeah, that being said, um, All Star Game happened. Pretty solid weekend overall. A lot of uh, a lot of Kobe love being shown. Uh, happened in Chicago. Uh, did you get to watch some of the festivities of the uh, the NBA All Star Game? I fell asleep during the All Star Game, so I didn't get to see the crazy ending. But I caught the slam dunk contest, and I caught a little bit of the celebrity game. But um, that was about it. I didn't see any of the skills competition really. I know the so, slam dunk uh, contest is pretty controversial for some people. I, I do think it's controversial. I, I'm now you, when you say for some people, it leads me to believe that you don't actually have a take on you don't you don't you don't feel that it was a wrong decision. Well, so here's here's the thing. Like, I think they wanted to end it in a tie, but then Dwayne Wade went went rogue and gave Aaron Gordon less less points. But their their dunks like Derek Jones did kind of fall in love with the between the legs dunk. Yeah. But their dunks were pretty good, and they were like pretty equal. I do oh, yeah. feel though, like I do feel Aaron Gordon's dunk at the end was better than Derek Jones' dunk at the end, where because I mean you seen you seen Zach Levine do that in the dunk contest prior, and Zach Levine did it way better than than Jones did. So yeah, I thought that was kind of messed up. I thought I, feel I like, thought Gordon Gordon I thought Gordon. Gordon's probably put up the second best, you know, just because, again, I'm a, I'm a product of the era that I lived in. Um, I still think Vince Carter, the innovation that he threw with the, you know, the honey dip and, and, and everything like that. Like I, I gotta, I still going to give a nod to Vince Carter and I'm still slighted that uh, he didn't get a slot an honorary slot in this dang all-star game. Uh, we do got a caller on the line. So we're going to, we're going we're gonna to say hi to, hi to him. See what, see what they got to say here. Go ahead. Do you know who this is? This is your annual <laughs> weekly. The Astros can suck my ass. 
uh, phone call. That's all I gotta say about that. Um, and just remember, the the Twins got the uh, the pitcher now. For, or I mean, the, the Dodgers got the pitcher from the Twins who can throw over 100 miles an hour. So Guess can't wait till we see you. The good news about that is they don't have to Guess worry about bypass. stealing uh, stealing signs. They know what's coming, and he's going to throw meatballs uh, even though they're 102 miles an hour over the plate. Oh, man, he, I hope he hits Jose Altuve right in the hip and gives him like a <laughs> nine-day chubby horse. I want, uh, <laughs> to the point I want that Rod- We need to get that Roger Dorn sound when he gets hit. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Um, uh, if she, if you want a good sounder, uh, which, which ironically, like this sorts of handshaking, like you were saying and all sorts of these things, it sounds to me like a scheme that a drunk butter maker would do in uh bad news bears, <laughs> uh, to try to cheat to win. And ironically, there is a sound clip from the, the remake of the bad news bears with, uh, Oh, I can't think of the guy's name. The, the dude who was Billy bad Bob Santa. Thornton? Yeah. yeah, and he's like he's just throwing balls at uh, at the kids when he's drunk, and it's like it's just like uh, George Springer, and he throws it at the fat kid, and the fat kid's like son of a bitch, and he yells at him, and then like <laughs> this Hispanic dude's there, and it's like I was there too, man. He beats him, and he's like, oh, it feels good. It's pretty good. Check that out. Uh, and and the one quote too, I uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but. John Carlos Stanton tweeted, "If I knew what pitch was coming, I'd be hitting 80 plus overs a year, no problem." Yeah, uh, yeah. So, that's that's crazy. I, I you know Stanton obviously one of the most devastating hitters in the league already too. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know we've 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 definitely uh, we we all agree. I, you know at this point, Stanton be point, healthy though. Would Stanton be healthy enough to hit 80 home runs? <laughs> he misses a lot of time. Look, like, look, that dude, wait, that, dude injured, that dude injured in himself defense. swinging the bat. That dude broke his hand swinging the bat too hard. <laughs> <laughs> look, he can have one arm and hit homers if he knew what balls were coming at him. Let's be real. Be no, uh, no problem. He can Kirk Gibson that. He knows what's coming. He'll just line it up and then – Water around the field, looking like uh, Chet Stedman. I'm trying to try to do it. <laughs> batters knowing, no. batters knowing, like batters knowing what pitches are coming, would be almost as crazy as giving them like aluminum or composite bats or something crazy. Here, oh, here's God. two two quick points I'll I'll make, and then and then I'm gonna sound off here because I got some black desert to jam on here while I'm listening to you guys. Oh, just ding. Um, Some what? A lot. As somebody who's a resident athlete, if you knew what the hell pitch was coming at you, how much more effective would you be at the plate than you already are? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, softball, even, softball, you pretty, you know what pitch is coming in softball. But, like, baseball, like, yeah. Yeah, you, like, you know you, what's going to happen. Like, okay, well, like, well this is going to oh, okay, fastball, A fastball is coming. All right, I know a fastball is coming. So like or like if you know like if you know when a curve's coming, oh I just gotta mm-hmm. sit back on this one like it. It's, so once it's again, there was you Darvish tipped his pitches. No, he got cheated and it changed his career because of it because that ruined your mentality. Uh, and in perfect point, I had a little argument with somebody uh, about this when they were talking about how you know it's it's not like I think it was 
it was somebody who was defending Kenny Lofton who said steroids are worse than this, and Kenny Lofton's still bitter about the lockout not winning the championship with the Indians anyway. So he batted like 309 with the Dodgers, so I can't be too mad with him that one. And he was on a team with Albert Bell. Didn't Albert Bell get popped for steroids? Oh, yeah. Look at Albert Bell. Did you know how big his head was? Like, I couldn't yeah, buy and, like, and He, was he always came so in the list when I guessed it. I couldn't sell him a hat. And he came in so like, he was always angry, too. <laughs> but, like, the, I equated to, if you're playing MLB The Show, or, uh, Elijah, which you're a frequent player, and you knew in an online game that what the guy was going to throw at you, you're going to dominate him. Yep. I understand it's a video game, and that was the argument. Well, that's a video game. Yeah, well, these guys are in the 1% of the people in the world who are that good. Well, so to them, when they know it's coming, it's like a video game. That's why in the yeah. home run derby, they're hitting 30 home runs sometimes. Yeah. It's exactly what this equates to. So just frustrating. I, I'm going to continue to complain. Shout out to uh, Dave Roberts. He gave an awesome spring training uh Little little uh, pregame speech for the for the first speech of the year. He did a really good job with that. Clayton Kershaw did too, talking about how this is going to be our fuel to um, get the crowd this time and not uh, you know not get shafted when you get to the championship. So I'm excited for it. Uh, keep keep rock and roll, boys. Have a good show. Uh, Ryan, just so you know, uh, definitely going to be looking forward to watching uh, the uh, New York Yankees dominate the Los Angeles. Dodgers uh, in the the World Series this year. Um, back to the NBA All Star Game. Uh, I, you know, uh, Aaron Gordon, um, and uh, or rather not Aaron Gordon, um, but uh, it's a again. I I look at that dunk dunk contest and I was like, all right, this this was definitely. I thought it was special. I really did. I thought the back and forth yeah. was fantastic. I thought well, I thought the back and forth was only second. Uh, or we'll say I'll say it, it was better than the um, the Dominique and Jordan back and forth just because of the athleticism these two were able to put together. However, yeah. um, you know the again the specialness of the first time of really having a real dunk competition with those two was certainly something special. But but again the dunks were awesome and yeah I, I thought I thought I thought Wade really uh, really really dropped the ball and made a poor choice. Dude jumped over Taco, man. Have you seen Taco stand next yeah. to Shaq? Yeah. Taco's like 7'7". Seven, seven. Like, Taco's like huge. He's like the biggest, the tallest player in the NBA and probably one of the taller players in NBA history. Yeah, but, and, but I mean, even, standing next to Shaq, Pac, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even, Pat, even Pat Connington had a pretty sweet dunk where he jumped over, uh, where he jumped over uh, Giannis and then, like, hit like kind of hit the ball off the backboard and then dunked it like after he like hit it off the backboard. Yeah. Did you see that dunk? Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a pretty that was a pretty sweet dunk too and he didn't even make it to the finals like it was a good dunk contest. Yeah. It was a solid overall it was a good good dunk contest. I like the you know uh Ryan talked about it. I like the uh the white men can't jump reference that would occur during the damn thing. Like yeah. you know not many people got that, I don't feel. And 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 uh, Billy Hoy. And uh, yeah, Billy Hoy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> I got four words for you. Um, but uh, you know, it was definitely an entertaining gun dunk contest. Um, the celebrity game always always entertaining. Uh, I I I think 
I, you know, it's, you know, I, I think in the group chat we we're all talking about the rock and jock basketball back in the day. I always liked that. I think uh, they need to bring that back. I think they need to throw up the, uh, you know, like the twenty foot rim or whatever, so you can have some, uh, some, some twenty five point baskets or whatever the hell it was that had. I think Gary yeah. Payton finished a game with like one hundred and eighty points or something stupid like that. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was an awesome, awesome gimmick, and they always did it for charity too, so it made it special there too. Um, uh, you know, but uh, the uh, you know just just craziness. Like I I I loved it. Um, the game itself really cool. I like again. The, you know, uh, we got to see another uh, we'll say interest interesting uh, rendition of the national anthem uh, before the game featuring Shaka Khan. Um, I'll, I'm still going to go out on the the very short legend. Shay Fergie's was definitely worse. Um, but, uh, but, but that being said, uh, at least it's something to talk about. Um, you know, the, the format was definitely different when you had the, um, the scores resetting every quarter, um, and then replaced back in for the third or for the final quarter where they added 25 point or 24 points to, uh, to, um, the higher total. And that was your target score to win the game. Um, so, did you have any any thoughts on on the game itself, as far as what you did watch uh, prior to you going uh, grandpa mode on us and falling asleep during it? I thought it was good. I mean, like a lot of times, the NBA All Star Game is pretty entertaining. It's like you know, you pretty much walk. It's like watching a pickup basketball game with like the best players in the world. So it can be fairly entertaining. But I felt like they were weren't playing as loosey-goosey as they normally do, and they were playing a little more competitively, and it almost felt more like a regular season game at some points, if you know what I, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. they, I felt like they were geeing up more and stuff and making more of the, like, cool, like, typical, like, basketball plays, like, instead of going for the overly flashy, like, stuff. And I just, I felt like people were playing more defensive stuff. So it yeah, had it a little bit of different feel to me. Yeah. Yeah, there there was a different flow to it. You're, I, I feel like you're right on that one. Uh, the thing that the thing that does get me, obviously, again, the score is resetting uh, because of the winner of each quarter. Uh, obviously got to donate their, that portion of that uh, that uh, money to their charity um, for the, uh, the Chicago um, charity of their choice. Um, the first quarter went to Team LeBron. The second quarter went to Team Giannis. The third quarter ended up in a tie. So obviously, I think I think that's where the fix was in, in my personal opinion. But I, I digress. Um, but uh, then again, you know, again, Team LeBron coming back to uh, to to win the game um, after that 20, uh, 24 point total added on to the um, to Team Giannis there um, made it uh, made it pretty interesting. Again, especially you know being two points off from from winning the game from the jump. Um, you got to see the crazy Trey Young uh, half court shot. You got to see a, uh, a Luka Doncic crazy half court shot. Um, guys with amazing range. You know what I mean? Like you know that I feel like the half court shot used to be a uh, an oddity. It used to be something special. You know. Now you got uh, now you got guys that can do it at will. I mean, I, you know, in the league I, and. You know, I think about you know think about the names that we don't have in here because of injuries. You know, you don't have, um, you don't have, you don't have Steph Curry. You know, you don't have uh, you don't have Durant. You know, you're you're missing yeah. some, some 
some big names in this game. Um, and, uh, and it's interesting. And then, again, I look at some of the stats, and it's just like, all right, I get it. These are the best of the best of the best. But, like, uh, I don't know how many games you're ever going to see in your life where uh, Russell Westbrook plays 27 minutes and only has six points, three assists, and three, re- three rebounds. <laughs> yeah. Another crazy thing, when have you ever seen someone take – a charge in an NBA All-Star game, let alone, like, he takes one, and then he follows it up and takes another one. Like, I have never seen a guy take a charge in an All-Star game for the NBA. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen I, it. Between that and, uh, and, and and Chris Paul, Chris Paul took an al- received an alley-oop. Yeah. And he dunked it. He didn't lay it up. He dunked it. Yeah. How many career dunks does Chris Paul? I didn't even know he could dunk. I think in his earlier days he dunked more. I mean, he dunked a, a fair amount in college, but yeah, he's like he's not like definitely he's not as athletic as he was. He's not a spring chicken, and he wasn't like much of he wasn't a big dunker to begin with. So that was that it's was funny. pretty interesting too. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I think it was Reggie Miller on the on the telecast said uh, he's going to need some uh, some cryotherapy after <laughs> after that, that alley oop. I think is what he said. <laughs> So it was a pretty good, uh, a pretty good moment. Uh, a lot of people give Reggie Miller a lot of crap. I'm a, I am on team Reggie Miller. I like watching and listening to Reggie Miller call games. All right. So so lay off, lay off Reggie Miller's back. All right. <laughs> he's all right. I'm kind of uh, indifferent on him. He's not terrible, but he's not my favorite. Yeah. I, I, I could I could listen to Reggie Miller and uh, and Jeff Van Gundy uh, all day long. Uh, those, Gundy's those guys, good. You know, I, 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 there's there's two reasons I like Gundy. One, I like when he calls a flop a flop. Uh, two, I like when he calls a foul a foul. And then three, I love when he tries to uh, uh, pronounce any Eastern European basketball player's name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's a, that 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 is something special. Um, but uh, if you know, again, you know. Uh, Kawhi Leonard wins the uh, – I'm hoping it's going to stay this way if it's going to be the Kobe Bryant All-Star, uh, All-Star Game MVP trophy um, for it. Uh, 30 points, four assists, seven rebounds. Um, I think he even danced uh, when he came out, which was, uh, again, uh, uncharacteristic things that you see during the uh, – <laughs> <during> the- <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, even danced. Uh, I always think about also like it was like like three or four years ago when, when Russell Westbrook was uh like everyone else was dancing but Russell Westbrook got announced and Russell Westbrook just kind of stone faced it. Uh, he was just not having it. it no, no, it was it wasn't Russell. It was Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose stone faced it. Um, but uh, yeah, man, uh, the All Star Game always fun, always a good time, always worth the watch, and you know unlike. Again, unlike other sports, man, the, the NBA All Star Game just gets it. You know, they, the you again, you get to see the best players, you get to have the most fun. You know what I mean? Um, you know, between the alley oops, or you know, there is still some finesse stuff that happens. Um, there's yeah. a play where Trey Young, you know, he nutmegged James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to mm. do that in a regular season game, and you know what I mean? Unless you really feel in that five hole. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But but literally he, he bounced past it between James Harden's legs like you got to be kidding me like 
hey, more power to you. Uh, absolutely loved it. I, I really, I really, really enjoyed this game. And I thought, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, LeBron said it best. He was like, you know, you could, you could feel being in the air. And uh, hopefully he was looking down and enjoying everything he saw. Um, just, just some cool stuff. Yeah, it was good. Was any uh, any big any big takeaways for you going into the second half of the season here? Uh, what we're gonna call the uh, the the dash to the uh, the playoffs. I'm just I will be interested to see how the Lakers um, kind of handle LeBron because I mean he still is playing a lot of he's still playing, you know, he's played most games this season. I can't remember what the number is, but he's played like a ton of games in a row. He's still playing like even though it's low for him, he's like he's still playing a lot of minutes. You know, and he's still the driving force of that team, even though they have Anthony Davis, like he still has a lot of responsibility with like handling the ball a lot and kind of running the offense and stuff, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see if they're going to scale him back a little bit and try and conserve him. And it's going to be interesting to see like how well the Lakers play if they do. And if they do go into like a slide in the second half of the season or whatnot, because of this, if they do do that. And then another thing that I'm kind of just to see how the new guys and the Timberwolves like fit in and how they continue to play. So those are some of the things that I'm kind of interested in the second half of the season. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see how the, um, the that bottom half of the um, the Western Conference is going to going to shape up uh, as far as the playoff race goes. Um, you have the Trailblazers who are um, a few games back of the Grizzlies. There, um, still a talented roster overall, and and, and almost. Uh, but again, the Grizzlies might be one of the the biggest surprises this year as far as just overall. They're fun to watch. Yeah. They got a good roster. John Morant is killing things right now. Um, yeah, John Morant looks looks good. Uh, you know, so I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see where that where that bottom portion of that Western Conference is going to be. I don't think the top's going to change too much. Um, Nuggets, Clippers might flop swap, uh, might flop flip some spots. Um, you know the Jazz are are still in there, but I, I don't know if anybody's really gonna make a big push to change their seating in any way, shape, or form. Um, the Eastern Conference that'll be the one where where you know you still got the Bucks who are they, they still haven't lost double digit games yet. They're forty six and eight. Um, yeah. You know, and um, you know, trying to uh, trying to put up an impressive to keep that one seed. Raptors still playing impressively well. Um, you know, given uh, given the changes that have occurred. Excuse me to the roster, Uh-oh. and yeah, I know I'm about to go grandma, uh, grandma, uh, grandma Johnson. Uh, I was looking at the Charlotte, <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets logo. Um, I'm about to go grandpa Elijah on it here, uh, but uh, you know the Heat playing extremely well, also making moves and and have improved their team. 76ers seem to be somewhat underperforming overall. Um, and again, you know, the the East being the East, the uh, the seven and eight uh, teams are completely under 500 right now, and truly depressing um, if you're a sports fan, or because it, it just shouldn't be like that. Playoff teams should not be under 500 um, in any stretch of the imagination. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be fun to see how some of these trades shake up um, and really really make a difference. I was reading an article saying, uh, you know, the, the frustration with the Cavaliers is definitely getting very palpable, too. Um, that Kevin Love uh, may, be, uh, may be looking as a, a trade piece, um, oh, you know, moving forward. You should see some of the – You should. did you see what – the reason why they uh, pretty much got rid of uh, Beeline? Did you hear, oh, yeah. like, what the, oh, yeah. what the players the, are doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when you make the thug comments and then the, the, the team started literally making the playlist with the thug songs, like, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't care who you are. You you come in my locker room playing thuggish, ruggish bone, and I'm the coach. Oh, we getting down. Simple as that, okay? Because we're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those thugs. We are against those. But thugs. no, like, um, but no, like they were like were pretty much like they were trolling him. Like, oh, I know it. Incessantly, which he kind of deserves, but they just they like they were merciful, like unmercifully, like trolling him, and they just kept going and going, and they just were like. Fuck off, Beeline. We don't want to play for you no more. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. The the college coaches that make it and don't make it in in, in pro basketball. I feel like it's just, uh, you know, I think. Speed. Yeah, it it is. It's really it's really interesting because I think because college football and pro basketball are really the only ones where where the where the college coach really makes that jump, right? Yeah. Um, because you don't hear about it in, in baseball because usually you're a bench guy for a team for a long time before you're a, a, a coach. You don't hear yeah. about it in hockey because very similar situation. Usually you're a, a player um, for X amount of years and then, um, you know, you might be like an assistant and then you're a coach. You know, it, it's yeah. never like, oh, yeah, we got, uh, you know, we got, we got Mariucci, uh, you know, for uh, to, to come – you know, do the dang thing, or or, or not Mariucci, but um, who's the Gophers' last coach? Lucia. Um, yeah, Don Lucia, rather. You know, we got Lucia to, uh, uh, you know, yeah, he's going to come up from the Gophers, and we know he's going to be the head coach of the uh, the Detroit Red Wings. You know, it just doesn't work like that. Um, but the translation, again, when you look at these coaches in the college and and the pro game, man, the the uh, I think the egos are different. The, the mentalities are different. And, and nowadays in particular, like you, you gotta be, you gotta be somewhat of a player's coach because if you're not, if you're not, you're just trying to be a business guy and you're just trying to get out there and do your job and get them to do theirs. Generally it doesn't work anymore. Like I think those days are almost, almost over for most teams in the NBA. I think very few guys can do that. And, 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 um, you know, I think Popovich is one of those guys probably, but even then he's still somewhat of a player's coach. Yeah, like you, you can't like, you, know, you can't in the NBA. You can't once the, once you're in the NBA, you can't like pull that like almost like I'm the boss. It's my way or the highway. Like the NBA is one of those one of the leagues where the players won't put up with that. Whereas you yeah. can probably get away with that that style and like in football and baseball and stuff, but NBA, NBA, you're not going to be able to get away with that style of coaching. The players yeah, are definitely they're different. They have, they feel, they have like the players in the NBA, it seems like have a little bit, or I should say a lot more control and a lot more power 
than the players do in other sports. You know, it feels like they can be more outspoken and they, like, can kind of force their way out of bad situations. They get better contracts, like, well, not, like, baseball's, like, crazy, but compared to football, like, their contracts are a lot better. I mean, NBA contracts are starting to kind of get up there with baseball contracts as well, but uh, I just feels like more of a player's league in the NBA, I feel, than, like, any other league, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it, it just, again, that, that, that transition from college to uh, to pro where, you know, it's one thing when you're trying to get them to the next level, and it's another thing once they're finally there. Um, yeah. You know, definitely definitely some interesting different things there. Oddly enough, I guess, since we're talking, um, you know, a uh, little touch of the college football there, um XFL. You watch anything last weekend? No, because I was at work all weekend. But I'm going to check some out this weekend because I have the weekend off. So. All right. So you're, you're going to be one of the six people doing it. Um, I, I, I keep talking to Ryan about this. They, they uh, uh, Sports Illustrated noted that they did take a, a tumble as far as the ratings go. Um, let's see. Week one, uh, DC at Seattle on ABC had 3.3 million viewers. Uh, LA at Houston at 3.2. Uh, week two, uh, the ABC game had 2.1 million uh, viewers, and Tampa at Seattle had 2.3, and that was on Fox. Um, so definitely some uh, some lower ratings than uh, you know almost almost a 30 well actually a 33 percent drop on each one. Um, not uh, something they're looking forward to. Now the question is, um, what I was saying to Ryan, I said they're going to be going up against these conference basketball tournaments, and they're going to be going up against the the, the March Madness. Is this league actually going to be viable going into March? It could be. It depends on... The biggest issue I feel like with the XFL is the quarterback play. And obviously, you know, the teams aren't... The quarterbacks in that league aren't as good, and it feels like the teams that only have like the DC and um, the team with PJ Walker seem to be those seem to be Cardell Jones and PJ Walker seem to be like the two best QBs in the league, head and shoulders above the other ones. I mean, Landry Jones threw for 305 yards, but I don't think he really had that great of a game. So it's going to be one of those things that if the league's going to make it, they're going to have to find decent quarterback talent because I feel like. The other areas are they have more talented players like on offense and defense, but it's just they're going to need to bring, find some better quarterbacks or else the league will fold. Yeah, and you, you know kinda, and that's you kind of see the the quarterback play like in like the first week, and I didn't watch the second week, but I heard that there wasn't besides Cardell Jones and PJ Walker, there wasn't that great of quarterback play, so. Yeah, it's still. I, I still think uh, there's still some some learning to be done with the game style itself. You know, as far as um, the situational um, aspects of things. Um, the broadcast is great, though. Like the broadcast, the way they broadcast the game is really good, and like talking to the players like in the heat of the moment is actually pretty cool. And I feel like the presentation is really good, like, with just 
watching well, watching like <laughs> what they do and stuff, but the quarterback plays. You know, yeah, speaking of speaking of interviewing players, man, Matt McGloin, uh, you know, he throws a pick during the game and then he gets interviewed right afterwards, and it was one of the most rough things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And then, uh, and then at halftime, he gets interviewed again before going into the tunnel. He says, "We got to change everything. We just got to change everything." He comes back second half and he gets benched, and I'm just like, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" <laughs> like, like, it, it, like. I like what they were doing, but at the same time, holy cow, man! If you if you put a lot a lot of the, the NFL guys um, who are I, I, will, I will say more passionate when it comes to some of these games and some of these rivalries, um, man, I'm not sure how that's going to end up, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I agree, the presentation is has been stellar, and and the, the original XFL presentation was solid too. And there's things that were adapted from there, you know, there's sky cam and the on field cams and such. So I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely something to be said um, in the ways that um, they they have they have done these games. Uh, part of me wonders if it was a Vince thing. Part of me wonders if it's a network thing, where hey, we get some opportunities to try some things that the NFL don't don't let us do, and and we can go back to them and say this. I so I don't know, I don't know who's who's on what where, but but yeah, it's definitely. Um, Definitely an interesting thing. Uh, the New York Guardians at one point, uh, let's see, you know, again, two, yeah, two quarterbacks. They only ran the ball 16 times. They passed the ball. I mean, they're not getting a lot of plays in these games either. So, I, but also the, the clock's running, so it's a little, it's a little different. I, I don't know. I again, I, I contend that this thing's not going to last. Ryan says it's going to go three years. I, I think, I think it'll maybe go a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to... I think it'll go through I their contract. I don't Which know. Which is, I think, three years, right? Yeah, I think it'll last three years. I don't know if it'll, last, if it'll last past that. I did read an article, though, that said that they reached, they reached out to Colin Kaepernick or he reached out to them or something, and they wanted to sign him, but he wanted, like way too much money than what they were willing to, to pay him because they have, like, a scale for quarterbacks, and he wanted more. But, I don't know, I think that's a guy that a guy that you try and sign because he'd be, like, a huge superstar name for them. And some people might not like that he's, play, that he's playing, but a lot of the people who are kind of sick of the NFL and kind of feel like the NFL is – kind of hypocritical and stuff, they they might be like, oh, they they signed Colin Kaepernick? I'm going to check this out now. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's funny because the, 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 it's no longer – oh, wait, I think it's on the ba- – hold on, I think it's on the banner side. There it is. Is it uh, – nope, he's gone. He's gone. Okay, good. Uh, I was going to play the <laughs> play the Tebow clip. Uh, Tebow has been linked to the uh, XFL also, and, and I don't. It's not too often I get to bring up Tebow's name with with news. Didn't he decide that he wanted to play baseball instead? You know, like, but didn't he uh, say that he'd rather still stay in AAA or wherever he's at? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in the Mets organization. Um, he said uh, there were there was a couple conversations. He loves what they're doing, and he think it has a chance to be success. Um, there needs to be a place for a player that are really good and should be uh, playing in the NFL. You know, he kind of big upped it and kind of did that, but um, yeah, he's he's sitting at the uh, you know the New York uh, Mets uh, AAA the past couple of years, and actually 
Oddly enough, the Astros cheating cost the Mets his Tim Tebow's favorite number, uh, according to this. Uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, because Carlos Beltran reclaimed number 15, but uh, obviously Beltran is uh, is no longer the manager there. So I'm kind of curious what's going to happen after that. Um, but yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a thing. It, it, it's it's a thing right now, and I just don't know. I I still don't think the XFL is going to last, and, I, and I'll, st- I'll 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 still die on that hill. I'll be fine with that. If they, if they last, great, and if they become something like a development program, some somehow, hey, cool, more power to them. Um, but, uh, that being, that being said, I digress and all that business. Did you watch any of the fights this weekend? I watched, uh, Ryan Garcia's fight. It lasted a long time. It was a yeah, long time. Yeah, that was fight. a marathon of a fight. Holy cow, man. Uh, yeah, I think it went a whole, like, whopping, like, what, 70 seconds or something stupid like that. Uh, yeah, I watched that. I watched Caleb Plant. Um, that's about it. But Ryan Garcia knocked the shit out of that guy. I was like, whoa. Yeah, shout out to Francisco Fonseca. Awesome name. Uh, not so great of a boxer that ma- that match. Um, Fonseca. So forsaken. <laughs> oh dang bars. Um, that being said, uh, you know, obviously after the match, so was the important stuff for the Ryan Garcia. Um, Devin Haney comes in, confronts, and um, in obviously trying to do a little build-up. It seems like a feeler for maybe a Ryan Garcia-Devin Haney matchup. Um, both of them and the juniors fought through a total of six times. Uh, their combined uh, record, do you happen to know what they are? I don't know, but doesn't Haney have an edge over him for wins? Uh, actually, I think he's won the bigger matchups overall. However, they are both three and three in the article that I read. Okay. So, so definitely split it when they're uh, when they're both doing their amateur uh, gimmick. Um, but yeah, uh, he did beat uh, Ryan Garcia for a couple of the the, the gold medals for that 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 Haney does have um, in those um, in those amateurs. Um, is it a match that excites you? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think Haney is a tougher fight for Garcia than uh, Gervonta Davis is. But it's like that, that, I think I would rather see the Haney-Garcia fight versus the Garcia-Tank Davis fight just because kind of over Tank Davis and like style wise, like Garcia, I feel, I feel like Garcia could be dangerous for Davis because of his like length and power and speed and hand speed. Yeah. Whereas, and you know, Davis is smaller and stuff. Whereas I think Haney can handle handle that that better than what than what Davis could. So actually, I think from like just a pure like boxing standpoint, take the names out of it. Just a pure like boxing standpoint, I think Haney Garcia matchup is a matchup I'd rather watch. So I would be more excited for that fight than the Davis fight. I do like the fight. I like the fight overall. 
Um, I, I'm honestly, I'd be happy with either either combination of how these fights could work out. I do think if you look at Haney overall, I think he's the better, well-rounded boxer. If you took Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia and smashed him into, you know, took kind of like the best parts of them and put them in, into a guy who's who's patient, um, picks his spots and gets it done, then Devin Haney's that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I I, I like Haney. Um, Ryan Garcia, again, I th- just like you noted, the fast hands, um, you know, and then uh, as far as it goes, I, I think Haney, like just on, on, the, on the, the simple appeal of this matchup as a whole, I give him the edge just because he seems more well-rounded. Um, yes. You know, he's got, um, you know, he's got 24 fights under his belt, 15 KOs. Um, his first, uh, you know, he went pro at 16. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, first four fights fought in Mexico because obviously he couldn't fight in the United States uh, because of the age restriction. Um, but um, crazy, crazy to think about that, uh, you know. Yeah. And uh, but um, you know it, it, it's one of those things again. But Haney, again, every time I see him fight, it, again it it seems to be something well worth watching. It's it, it's smooth. It doesn't look, uh, you know. He doesn't look rushed. He doesn't look. He never looks flustered, um, and just gets it done. Uh, Garcia again. My my concern with Garcia is, um, and honestly, neither one of these guys have have wins that make me say, "Oh man, can't believe he beat that guy." Yeah. Um, but but they've been impressive in every matchup. The thing with Garcia though is, is he hasn't been tested. You no, know, he I always feel knocks like, guy. He always knocks everyone out like early. Like I want to see yeah. like him get tested against somebody, and a lot of times, you know, a guy like Garcia runs through all these guys, and then finally he meets up with a guy like Devin Haney, and you know he loses because he hasn't been tested. So I, I get your point. Like he is, he's obliterating these guys but he hasn't really been tested. That's kind of how I feel about Teofimo Lopez and and, uh, and uh, Lomachenko fighting. Like, Lopez has not been... Lopez has been, like, running through everybody, and he has not been tested at all by a fighter that's even close to Lomachenko's level, and he's already getting in there with Lomachenko, and I think that's going to be kind of bad, a bad idea for Lopez because sometimes these guys that run through all these people kind of are like they kind of come off as one dimensional you know what i mean yeah uh, absolutely the you know the uh the other thing is i think uh, i think ryan garcia's had like two fights go to go to rounds but they're only like i think one was an eight rounder and one was a 10 rounder but, but yeah. again i don't think i don't think he was i don't think it was i think it was almost like a glorified sparring like it, it didn't even seem yeah i don't i it just wasn't a a, I just I, I remember watching those fights, thinking I, you know, like they they were just they were boring fights, I guess, which is sad to say because he is such a, um, again, he is a talented fighter, you know. We, and actually, we saw him down in Vegas uh, when we were down there for uh, uh, Canelo Golovkin one, but um, but yeah, you know, again, you look at, um, you know, granted he's only got fourteen fights, but you know, um, Pedraza and and Jorge Linares, not bad fights. Uh, Rigandau, uh, you know, for 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 Lomachenko, uh, Gary Russell Jr., you know, he's 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 fought quality opponents up and down for those 14, 14 fights. 
Um, yeah. You know, so I mean, his his, his um, but again, he said, doesn't he have something stupid like like six hundred amateur fights or something ridiculous, like number like that, like like four hundred, his... yeah, something crazy, like you know, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> you know, and, and and despite his his somewhat youthful appearance, he's still thirty two years old. So I mean, he's definitely a uh, a definitely a seasoned boxer as far as uh, as far as that goes. Um, yeah, Lopez. You know, only 22 years old. So yeah, this is definitely for as far as that match goes. You know, I what his best one, his best fight is what his last one against Richard Comey. Yeah, I mean he he knocked Comey out though, like right away. I believe I think he just ran through him, and that was like a good win for yeah. him because Richard Comey is pretty good. But still, it's one of those things where he's not like getting a ton of rounds in, and you're going up against a guy like. Lomachenko, who you're not just going to be able to like blow through him, and more than likely, if you come out firing the way that Lopez does, you're, he's going to get caught by Lomachenko, and he's going to get hit a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess switching back to the boxers that we were actually talking about, you know, I, I like the matchup. No, no, and that's okay. It was a good comparison. It was just one of those things where again, you got guys who are, um, you got one guy who's only fought one solid guy you got these guys both again they've they've fought similar talent but they're both uh they're both very young fighters and they're both very seasoned in, as far as in the juniors and in in these um i'm going to call them the preliminary fights of their career and, and and obviously them going up against each other this will be be the one that maybe separates one from the other as far as being um you know being the next big thing um yeah I, I really do hope the matchup happens, uh, honestly. But again, I would not be mad if uh, Gervonta Davis gets in the conversation somehow. Um, I know he's got to deal with the legal battle that he's dealing with right now, following his uh, his Super Bowl um, activities. But um, but you that know, guy's, and that's the, crazy. Yeah, you know. But that and 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 but that aside, if I'm if I'm talking strictly in the ring business here, um, you know, he's also same situation i mean you know he's he's got um you know he beat francisco fonseca okay well now so did uh um so did garcia um you know there's a little crossover here and there with some of these guys but like um you know not exactly a great murderer's row on his either um but again lots of knockouts between all these guys he's he's got 22 out of 23 uh garcia is sitting with what 17 out of 20 and then uh, even Devin well, Haney's got a, a solid 15 out of 24. So, I mean, like, he's fought, like, Gamboa. Um, let's see here. Jesus Quellar. Uh, he's, he beat the piss out of Jose Pedraza, who's better than anybody who Garcia or Devin Haney's fought. Um, so, I mean, I think he I think he has a little bit better of a of a resume than than those two do. I think it's like not even really close, but he like Davis hasn't fought a lot of big names either, but I still think the fighters he's fought are better than handily better than who Garcia and um Haney have fought. Just my opinion. And so so obviously he is the knockout artist. He's the he's the big he's the big punch. 
But he's also the most wild card of the one. He's struggled to make weight a couple times. I think even in the yeah, last his... fight, it's, um, he struggled to make weight getting into that last one. Um, he had to get like an extra hour or two as far as you know being able to bring it down. There was one where he completely missed weight, um, so the belt wasn't on the line. Um, he still beat the crap out of the guy. I think he was wearing like the uh, it's the one where it looked like he skinned. Uh, who's the uh, the blue guy on Sesame Street? Uh, uh, Grover. Yeah, I think he. Grover. I think he, I trug, trug, yeah, he had trunks that were made out of the flesh of Grover. Um, but um, but you know, but yeah, he's um, definitely he take definitely seriously, and that could be a problem when you're going up against a really talented fighter like. Ryan Garcia or like even like Devin Haney like that's another thing that you can put into play for a fight with Ryan Garcia is that who knows if he'll come in shape ready to ready to fight because being like the the just advantages that Garcia has over him like he'd have to come in like his in his best shape in my opinion, so. Yeah, because he's got, like, an extra three-inch reach. Uh, he's got, like, yeah. five inches on him, because I think Garcia's almost six feet tall. He he wasn't that yeah. that much shorter than me when I saw him live. Um, yeah, you know, th- and that's the thing, is that the one that, that's the, but the thing that I want that, about that fight, like, I kind of wish it was Davis Garcia, like, I wish it was Davis Garcia, because I want, I want the speed versus the power. I want the fastest hands versus the most powerful. I want the, you know what I mean? Like, I like the I like the the optics of that matchup. You know what I mean. The I want the thing, scrappy guy, the scrappy guy from, thing about from Baltimore. Davis, crazy thing about Davis though is his hands are super fast too, though. Oh, like, I know, I know, absolutely. He's, absolutely. he's a big, he's a big, he's a big power puncher, but he's got a ton of hand speed as well. You know, so yeah, it would be an exactly. it would be a fun fight. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely. And these are all the two. These are all the two, three, and four guys. I mean, in the in their in their uh, in their classes. So I mean, it's 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 a it's a fun. Um, God, it's it's an awesome awesome class. You know what I mean? And 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 the guy that yeah. you know that potentially chasing would be a TFMO Lopez if he, if he's gonna uh, still you know be working in that in that in that weight bracket anywhere. Um. So, yeah, it, it, it's a fun. It, it, it's really cool. I want. I, I want whoever wins this. I want Gervonta to be, fr- you know, if if the matchup happens, I want Gervonta to be front and center, and I want I want him to come challenge whomever comes out on top on this. But if it's also if God forbid these guys both go twelve rounds and uh, and it's a it's a badass fight, you know what? Give me the give me the rematch too, because God knows I you know I like to see these the, the young guys scrap because they're fun to watch, man. Yeah. Gary Russell Jr. just fought too. He had a pretty good, pretty good fight just recently. Like he's another guy that kind of could be a player in like around that weight class. Like I guess WBC just ordered a unification fight between him and Leo Santa Cruz. So that should be interesting. That's, that should I was gonna say that should be a good fight too though. That's that's cool, Dad. A lot of people knock knock down Gary Russell because he got dominated by Lomachenko, but Gary Russell Jr. is is really good. I don't going into a fight against Leo Santa Cruz. I can't say that Leo Santa Cruz wins that fight hands down. So I don't know. I know I kind of keep getting off topic, but 
I no, apologize. That's okay. And that's okay. This is no, this is the good stuff, and that's that's perfectly fine. Like now, hey, we we've we we beat this one to death. No, uh, but yeah, Gary Russell Jr. Absolutely, you know, and that's the thing is like, I feel like um. I feel like the quality losses thing needs to happen a little more in boxing. I think sometimes, unless unless these guys really get drummed up, I mean, Gary Russell's still active. He's still fighting. He's still climbing. You know what I mean? It's not like uh, it's not like he took three losses in a row after after um, after Lomachenko. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's fighting competitive fights. Like so, I, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It's uh, so I, I, I have no problem with him climbing up. I like Gary Russell Jr. also. Like, dude's, dude's a fun boxer to watch when you, when you see him in the ring. Um, but. Why does Ryan keep texting in the group chat? God. Like, if you want to talk, call in. Like, <laughs> like, like, like he's critiquing our, like he's critiquing our show from a distance or something. <laughs> it's his baby. It's his baby. Okay. Now, now you're going to get him to call in, and you and I aren't going to be able to get a word in edgewise is what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't have to put him on either, I guess. I, I'll make him sit on hold like he does me sometimes on WrestleCast Radio. Uh, <laughs> make sure make sure you all listen to the WrestleCast Radio on their next show also, because I'm sure they're going to be talking about the, the, the Tiger Hitori uh, retirement on New Japan. Um, maybe some all-elite stuff. Um and uh, I don't know, maybe they'll they'll bash the E a little bit because that's what that's what they do. Um, but uh, <laughs> but the uh, but the big but the big the big matchup is, you know, we're we're less than a week away at this point. Wilder versus Fury two, uh, the rematch to the draw that occurred last year. Um, are you excited? I mean, I, I know I am. Oh. Like Fury's been doing like doing a hell of a job, hell of a job of selling this, selling his end of this fight and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for it because the last fight was really good, and it was exciting. It had some controversy to it, and it's kind of what heavyweight the heavyweight division needed. So, I don't. Know, I think this one will be probably just as good, honestly. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Do you think – so I'm hearing lots of – obviously the buzzing here. Fury, um, okay, Wilder, Wilder says, you know, Wilder's doing what Wilder does. Is, is Obviously he's fought, what, is, is it three opponents twice at this point? Yep, I believe so. Um, so and each one he's knocked down faster than the previous fight. Do you, what are the chances he does it again? This time, I don't think they're. I don't think they're great against Tyson Fury because of Tyson Fury's style. He's like Luis Ortiz can box, but he. I don't feel like he can keep Wilder like guessing and kind of off balance and stuff as much as Fury can because Fury's so awkward and I think he gets um, Wilder thinking a lot more because he kind of confuses them and stuff and like I think it's going to play out a lot like the first fight did and I think that Fury's probably going to get a lead going 
and be able to kind of control the fight for most of the fight. And then he's probably, I feel like he's going to get stopped late or it's going to be like another one of those things where Wilder comes on at the end and like almost beats him or he does like stop him. So I think it's going to be very similar to the first fight. Good. Yeah. And, and here's the thing is the first fight for all intents and purposes, some people will look at it like, ah, you know, it was a good fight. You know, you had everything. You had the drama of the knockdowns. Um, people will say it's a controversy finish. I was, I said, I had him losing until he needed that knockdown. He needed that, he needed that 10-8 round to, to get a draw out of me. So, yeah. so if, if, if he doesn't knock Fury down, Wilder loses. That's, that's, that's all, for me, that's all it comes down to. Okay, but he knocked him down twice. Not just once, twice. But Fury got up twice. And that one, I mean, that, he, he said it himself. He said he, said he, was, he, he went to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he rolls like mean, the Undertaker. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was an awesome, it was an awesome fight. I hope, I hope this one is God equally as good. Because if it is, uh, uh, great. Fury, however, is, I believe I've heard a statement where he says, if he takes the win, he'll be fine retiring. Now, do you see that as a possible, um, a possible, maybe he's giving up already kind of thing? I think he's just talking to maybe sell the fight. Cause, man, if so, if he wins, do you know how much how much money? him and a Joshua fight would make in in Europe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and 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 they've already and they've already said uh Hearn's already said, you know, there'll be there'll be quote-unquote pressure uh to face uh AJ uh from AJ as far as it goes on whoever wins this match. So um I don't know, think there, he, I don't that. think he could leave a I don't think he could leave the possibility of a of a payday like that on the table if he if he beats if he beats uh, Wilder, Wilder, yeah, no, and just I, I, like, I have... just the recognition he would get too from beating AJ, like, there's no way that he's gonna retire after after he beats if he beats Wilder. There's no way he would. I could not see him doing that. I think he's just talking to build up some some steam and get people talking about. Oh my God, is he gonna actually retire? Like, I think he's just playing the game. Yeah, you know, I, and and you're, you're you're probably right on that one, um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's it, again, it's super intriguing match. I I am super super stoked for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome uh, awesome environment in Vegas, um, and uh, and that's that is definitely gonna be uh, the the one to watch. Um, the uh, I think why like, do you see any possible game plan change for Wilder, or Fury? No. To me, at this point, Wilder is what he is, and he's winning fights by being who he is. So there's really no need for him to change at this point in his career who he is. He he is who he is. So no, and. I don't. I don't think Fury's gonna want to get into a, like a firefight with Wilder because he will lose because 
when he did get hit by Wilder, he dropped. So I mean, like, there's I don't think I don't think there's no reason for him to change his game plan. He had a good enough game pa- game plan to get the to possibly win and to get the draw. So I don't know. I don't see him changing his game plan. He wouldn't be very smart if he did, honestly. Do you do you think um, do you think Wilder slows down a little bit? Obviously, in that first match, he was very um, he was very aware um, watching his post uh, his post fight interview of of the fact that he was really trying to look for that right and he was loading it up. Do you do you think he slows it down a little bit and tro- probably tries to work him um, and 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 I want to say bait him like he did because Ortiz got baited, man. Like. Yeah, I, 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 you, you watch that fight. He really did. He got baited, and and Wilder hit him with the business. I mean, do you think he slows it down to maybe try and get a um, a a a weird a punch? Not necessarily, not necessarily like a, a crazy like oh he's gonna try and trade with me moment, but like you know he's gonna try and sneak one in. But I'm gonna I'm gonna expect it because this is what I'm doing. I don't think. I don't think he's. I don't think slowing it down would be in his favor because if he, if he slows it down, he's gonna get outboxed. Like, I don't think he slows it down. I think he maybe does. It doesn't come out as wild as he as he usually does, but I don't think he can really afford to slow it down just because if he does, wild uh, Fury's just gonna kind of stay on the outside and. Pot shot him all night. Hmm. Um, other fun cards or other fun uh, matches on this card: uh, Gerald Washington against Charles Martin, another heavyweight matchup. Um, Gerald Washington Gerald was a guy who knocked out uh, Helenus like in that crazy knockout when we were at the Armory, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely, it was. It was. It was super crazy. I, uh, I, I'm super. Uh, I, I'm I'm actually cool, to, happy to see him on the card. So I, I was gonna say I was just gonna mention that that's exactly what it was. Um, so yeah, he'll be on the card. Um, we got uh, Sebastian Fundura, uh, the towering inferno, Slenderman, Slenderman up against Daniel uh, Daniel Lewis. Uh, he's on the undercard. Um, and then uh, let's see. Nothing really else that really jumps out as far as things that uh, I'm uh, super um, super excited about. However, I, I do got to point out the fact that uh, one of the one of the matchups is Vito Melanecki Jr., who's four and zero against Corey Champion. However, Corey Champion is one and two, uh, not doing so hot for the champ. Uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering when Cletus Seldon's gonna fight again. Oh, is that the Hebrew Hammer? Yeah. Oh, did uh, but didn't he didn't he beat uh, didn't he beat what's his name uh, Hall of Fame he weekend? Put Zab, he put Zab Judah in the hospital. Dang. That's a, I don't I don't like I don't no I don't I don't know if he's fought since then though he might have. He just after he lost that one fight on HBO, it seems like his. Like careers just kind of went like he had so much hype and then he lost. Oh, he's fighting a uh, a guy named Humberto Martinez and on February twenty eighth. So he's fighting pretty soon here. 
apparently Cletus Seldon also has a, um, a pretty impressive Funko Pop figure collection, is my understanding. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently, because that, like, that, when you try to Google his name, that's, that's one of the things is that this comes gonna... up. Is this going to be a thing for our sportscast now? We do like a fun Cletus Seldon fact before <laughs> each show, like during each show. That's funny. Uh, you know, but that's the thing is, he'll, he'll, I, I, I remember him taking that loss too on that HBO card too against, uh, was it like Eves Ulysses or something like that? Yeah, um, Eves Ulysses or something. He, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's got Umberto Martinez. Dang, this dude just looks mean. Um, dang, this dude is not not in a good. Uh, God, he's fought bums. Who is this guy? What is going on here? Like, this is who you're gonna pick? Dude's got 44 fights, most of them in Colombia. Um, and uh, a couple overseas bouts otherwise, maybe like a Mexican fight here or there. But, uh, yeah, like, what's nine, nine, he's been, he's been KO'd five times, nine losses. Jeez. That's just, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. I, I feel like, I feel like he's going to dominate this fight. He might, he might, he might put this guy in the hospital. He's coming, he's coming back. Oh, man. I hope we can get that rematch. Seldon, get Cletus Seldon at the armory. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the Hebrew hammer. Dang, that's you yeah, know, that the, the, cra- the crazy thing about that card too. It's actually it's actually the the uh, it's on the twenty eighth uh, of this month. But uh, Carlos Tacom's also on the dang uh, on the dang card. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. What is going on here? What, what, is, what, what kind of world are we living in? Um, all right. So I want to make the prediction. Okay. Wilder and Fury. All right. Who do you got? You're, I'm going Wilder, KO or TKO. Like round ten or eleven. I want to say Wilder and eight. I I I know I know Fury's got his cardio up and he's gonna be fine. You know he's been jacking off like seven times a day to get more testosterone <laughs> going. <laughs> he's been drinking the. Uh, he's not drinking his thirty diet cokes or whatever he said he was drinking. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I, I think Wilder and eight. So, you and I both agree Wilder. Yep. Does the AJ match actually happen this year? Mm. I don't know, man. Depending on how, like how beat up either fighter is. I don't know. I think they might announce it, but they might not have it this year. What do you think? So, Joshua's going to have to fight after this, uh, 
after this fight, presumably, right? He's gonna he's, he yeah. should have uh, he should have something lined up, right? Yep. Uh, do you know Do you know against who? I don't know. Let's see here. Nothing. Nothing listed on his boxing rack. No, I haven't heard anything either. So, but you you got to assume that he's going to have to fight between. So they fight in two. They fight next week. They're not going to go and do you know. If here's here's what I'll tell you right now is if they demand like some sort of short like, you know let's let's say he knocks him out but he looks looks clean. Like tries to give him like a uh, like a a three month uh, deal, you know, like a ninety day uh, ninety day next fight. Like I, I would call, I would say Eddie Hearn's even more of a jackass than I thought. But you know, oh. at the same time, you know, if, they, if they're just trying to get that win and cash out quick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, look, I just saw this. I didn't see this at all. Boxing News Twenty Four says. Fury says no Joshua fight. He's taking trilogy against Wilder instead. If he wins so. or loses, well, it gets, it's got it's got to depend on how the fight goes, right? Because you, you don't. Yeah, here, but it, a, but it says so. Tyson Fury acknowledged on Tuesday that he won't be fighting Anthony Joshua next due to him having an agreement for a trilogy fight against WBC heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder, regardless of who wins their rematch. Saturday, so it looks like AJ's not even on the table for the next fight. It looks like they've already agreed that they're going to have a trilogy. So, See, but you got to you got to put somebody between them. They're not going to go back to back, are they? And if they do, does that mean does that mean that he said no Joshua fight next? He said his next fight would be against um, against Wilder. It says on this article, and then he says. Fury says the money's too big not to have a third fight with the bronze bomb. Or Tyson is even talking about a possible fourth and fifth fight against Deontay. <laughs> See, and that's where that things where that's where it gets weird. So, so yeah. my thing is if so here's the thing is if it goes trilogy, it's got to go to England, right? Yeah. So so, I guess the Ryan Cook uh, wrestling promoter in my head moment here is I feel like uh, I feel. I feel like maybe Fury, maybe Fury does retire, but not after this fight. It's after the next one. Maybe Fury gets in a sneaky win here in the states. Then you get Wilder overseas in England to uh, and to go over on Fury, and then boom in 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 England. So in 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 the old home base there, Wilder gets to call out Joshua. Yeah, maybe. I think I mean how how else do you script it, right? Yeah, I can't think of any other way. Like so 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 that would be the best case scenario uh or or god forbid uh Fury wins here and then wins in England. But but like um I I feel like that's that that's really the only gimmick to really if you're if you're going to push the trilogy aspect of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I that kind of annoys me because, like, I think, I think, I think AJ should get deserves to be in on this action too. So, you know, but at the we'll you know, my, my, the funny thing about AJ is like AJ's um, 
Uh, who is he? I don't know who to compare him to. All I know is like the thing that bugs me about him though is, you know, you're you're the pretty boy guy and you got schlubbed by the guy who looks like, uh, I mean, looks like Ryan for lack of a better term. Just I know he's listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? He got beat by the schlub, and uh, and then he did come out come out and win, but it wasn't like, you know. Oh my God, he destroyed him. You know what I mean? It was always, he did what he should have did the first time. And, uh, I, I don't know. A lot. There's, there's, there's things that kind of, I think, contributed to that. Like, I think for one, he just had a terrible game plan his first fight. And for two, they said he was concussed and probably shouldn't have even been fighting to begin with. He got concussed in training camp and, he just looked off that fight and just he had a bad night, and there's a lot of factors for it. And then he had a bad game plan, and I don't know. I feel like well, then he got the rewarded next, with feel, his next fighter not not doing a training camp for Christ's sake. I mean, I mean that's not his fault per se, but at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, but he had a better game plan this this next fight, and like was like just looked like a different fighter. Like, he was more lean. Like, he wasn't as muscular. He was moving around more. He was, like, using his jab and using his length and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think even if Ruiz is in, is in shape like he was for the first fight, I think this version of Anthony, of Anthony Joshua beats him anyways, especially with the game plan that he has or had for the yeah. second fight. So, I mean, like um, fighters have off fighters have off nights sometimes, and you just he had an off night at the wrong time. Yeah, well, you know that. I mean, and obviously, I think what was the last month was the uh, uh, the Buster Douglas uh, anniversary. Um, but so Joshua, I, obviously, he deserves to be in the conversation. But like, uh, but does he does he still have the same? You know, I mean, I know you can you can say what you said about the, the 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 reasons that he lost, but does he still have that same that same flair because because he's got that loss to to a guy like Andy Ruiz or 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 is it kind I of one of those things? But you, I wait so you can't let you can't let one loss like define a guy. And I feel like Fury and Wilder have two fights, so maybe that maybe they should. Get the next guy in there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes next week, man. We'll definitely be discussing it uh, following the uh, following the weekend's shenanigans for sure. Uh, on the uh, oh, actually, no, we will not. Actually, I will be at the. Uh, we will not be doing it on Sunday for sure because I will be at the Wild game, uh, watching oh. one one Ovechkin uh, try and. Uh, Try and maybe make some make some history, depending on how many goals he gets uh, between now and then. <laughs> nice. So we'll have to do it some other day. We'll probably, we'll probably do it that Wednesday. We'll probably keep our Wednesday streak up for a little while, unless uh, unless the guys at WrestleCast decide to boot us off. Um, speaking of booting off, you got anything else uh, for for us to get into? I I don't really have anything at this present moment. That's okay. That's okay. I thought we had a good show. I think it was nice of Ryan to join us and, and complain about uh, the Astros one more time and, um, you know, just live the good life that we live around here. Yeah. 
Well, that being said, I uh, appreciate you uh, calling in, being my co-host again on this wonderful Wednesday evening. Appreciate Ryan calling in. Make sure you listen to WrestleCast Radio. Um, follow us on Twitter. I can't even remember what it is, but I actually did tweet out tonight. I, I wasn't I wasn't making that up. I promise. Um, in fact, I have to log into Twitter to see what our dang name is, just to be that uh, that that darn uh, per uh, persnickety uh, at Sportscast Radio. That's how we get down. Apparently, we got that one. So, uh, I still don't even know fun. how to use Twitter. <laughs> God, Graham, Twitter Graham, is so Grandpa McNeil. <laughs> Twitter is so confusing to me. Got your tweets, your retweets, your subtweets. Don't forget your likes. Yeah, don't know any <laughs> about any of that stuff. You don't know follows. the hashtag. Don't know you the hashtag. <laughs> well, well, we you well, you know where you're at. You're at Strong Style Media Sportscast Radio. Make sure you listen to WrestleCast Radio with Alex Mello and Ryan Cook. Um, it's lots of shenanigans I already outlined. I know they're going to talk about the the, the Tiger Tory retirement and uh, and other good things in the wrestling world. Uh, maybe even a, a Zack Saber Jr. and uh, and Will Osprey uh, Rev Pro match. Uh, that being said, have yourselves a great night. Uh, appreciate you listening to Sportscast Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.